City of Heroes Podcast, Episode 13. Welcome to the City of Heroes Podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Welcome to another episode of the City of Heroes podcast. I'm Chooch. And I'm Viv. And this week we have a feature cast mm-hmm. with a sprinkling of news. A, a light little flurry of news. <laughs> we just came out of the double XP weekend yes. and had a blast. And I think I'm finally getting circulation back to my legs again <laughs> after sitting in the chair for most of the weekend. Yes, there was much XP oh XP had. Many levels gained. Yeah. Well, we did well. We had some really fun teams that we were on, which mm-hmm. makes it, the time just flies by. If you're on a bad team, everybody knows. Yeah. But if you're on a good team, it's just like the greatest. And we had some really great teams. So Yeah, and we got to see some friends we haven't <sighs> been able to team with for a long time. And I was going to say. Everybody turned out. So. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Folks that we met almost a year, well, over a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And that we haven't gotten to team with in probably four or five months because they actually moved on to WoW and then came back for the Double XP weekend. And another friend of ours turned his account back on, transferred Mm -hmm. a character to our (laughs) server, and we got to team up with him. And now he's kind of cursing us for getting him (laughs) back on the game again. But he's fun to team with. And he's got such a great sense of humor. He just cracks me up. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. We got to team up with our tween Mm -hmm. who went from – he started Friday (laughs) afternoon, probably around 5, on a level 14. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, kinetics fire controller and by sunday night when he went to bed he was level 27 yeah and hit 28 on monday because right. he was so close <laughs> so he definitely wins and that's very impressive focus for him for him it really he, that's the only character he <laughs> yeah. played and he teamed with us a lot sidekicked up to what we were doing we played your healer and my mm-hmm. blaster and we went from level 39, which we were close to 40, mm-hmm. and we actually dinged in at 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday night, Monday morning, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, Monday morning. We dinged 43. Yeah. That just seems insane to me. I keep going, wait, 43? <laughs> <laughs> so we got three full levels plus a smidge. So that was. And awesome. we did have a lot of time out of the game. We, we we really did. It was really beautiful weekend, and so yeah, we got out of the house a little bit here and there. Yeah, I know other people's. You know, I'm sure somebody went from level one to fifty in the weekend, or well, you know, something ridiculous like that. Because there's always those those people. Yeah, and I was reading a couple <laughs> of funny things on the forum. You know, how did your double XP weekend go? And there was somebody talking about their forty four zero hour. <laughs> marathon of play and i thought ouch yeah <laughs> it's gonna need to go in for a triple bypass next week that's a lot of hot pockets that is <laughs> it's like the south park episode yeah. mom we're hungry <laughs> give me a hot pocket 
so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It really was. And I was kind of glad to see it end because it meant that life could resume. And then immediately we got a new patch. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to do a little bit of news because there's a little bit that happened this week, but we'll keep it brief. Um, You know, the big news, you know, Tuesday was, and today's Wednesday the 13th, uh, Tuesday the 12th, the patch went live, the one that we had talked about in episode 12. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go line by line by line from what we reported on the last episode, but it generally looks like what we reported is being on the test server. Mm -hmm. There may have been a few tweaks here. There was a lot of stuff listed, and I'm sorry, guys. I just didn't go compared to what we But the important, the biggies, the biggie things that we really wanted to see actually did happen. Yeah. The ability to drop a mission every three days as opposed to every seven days. Mm -hmm. That was big because we got kind of hung up on something over the weekend trying to keep our missions in line, and that became a hassle. And then, you know, moment of glory change was made. Just all the stuff we talked about looks like it all happened. But again, there may be a few things that I lied about or that were actually taken out because I didn't (laughs) lie. So there were some interesting posts from the red names. And again, the red names are the NCSoft staff, the developers, Mm -hmm. or various... Well, they're developers of some sort or another. Right. So one of the news items that we didn't talk about because I didn't see it anywhere else was that, and brace yourself because you don't know this. Okay. Unless you read my notes. Nope. XP removed from Rick D portals. What? (laughs) They removed that you no longer get XP for taking down Rick D portals. (laughs) And I was like, because <laughs> you but, already don't get them for the conscripts that they summon. So when you when you you know go up and you remember how it took us a while to figure out how to do that to right. spawn the portal because we were like, holy cow, look at the XP that you get yeah, from taking down the portal. Lots of XP yeah. for taking them down. We had a whole little technique thanks to um, someone we used to play with telling us how to do it, and so we would you know run in, let the comms see us, and then you know get the portal summoned, and then we would take that sucker down, and then we would Mm -hmm. take out everything else. And the XP was just amazing. It was awesome. Well, someone found a way to piss off the devs. (laughs) So in in the thread and forums, a posted comment by a player was that, quote, it's not possible to farm Rickty portals because any given comm officer only ever summons one portal. Mm -hmm. And then Positron replied saying... The players that quote, the players had figured out that the portal only lived for two minutes, which we knew. That's why we always hurried up and took it down immediately. Now, Mm -hmm. here's where we're stupid, though. After that time, it unsummoned itself, which we knew. Um, So if you put any amount of damage on it, even a simple brawl, and then Uh, ran away in two minutes, you got the full XP for it. So we're dummies sitting there pounding down on those things. We could have hit it and run off to another group and and tagged it. Um, So the comm officer, Pazzi says that the comm officer himself got an XP boost to compensate for the portal and things that the portal summoned. Mm. But we were seeing... Like more than double of what you would get for yeah. a normal foe for the portal. So I can't yeah. imagine that they boosted the, the comm officer's portal enough to accommodate that. But I can understand if they felt that it was an exploit. Okay. Oh, well. It's so gone. we'll have to see what kind of XP they do give. Yeah. 
So we just know to attack them right away and make them not spawn a portal. Yeah. And, <laughs> and look, bring conscripts. And, and bring all the conscripts. Stuff. You don't get XP for. Bites. Yeah, because you already <laughs> didn't get XP for the conscripts. Now you don't get XP for the portal. So the mm-hmm. first thing you're going to do is thunk that comm officer on the forehead to mm-hmm. make sure he goes into battle mode. So Yeah, or hold him or whatever. Yeah, instant freeze like you lock down a Malta Sapper or something mm-hmm. like that. And then there was another um, thread uh, discussion on the Positron Q&A on the XP smoothing. And so someone asked the question, The one, and this is a quote from Jan Lee on the forums. The one thing I question, though, he said they data mined how long characters were at certain levels. Could this info have been skewed by Alt-Itis? I know when I hit the 20 to 27 range, I usually start another alt and run them for a while or even partake in the FOTM, meaning flavor of the month, build. Mm -hmm. Now, what he's referencing is that whole discussion of they did data mining and found that people spent the most time between levels 13 to 20 and then 30 was 35 to 50, wasn't it? And so, you know, the person's question is one that, that I, I had had and probably you had had, I don't remember if we verbalized it on here, but how did they come to that? And so Positron's response is we have a quote, life at level stat in seconds. This is how long a character spent at a particular level logged in. Ah. While not a perfect indicator of leveling speed, it's an excellent starting point. Mm-hmm. That I have to agree with. Yeah. Because yes, you have somebody logged in and working at Wentworths or crafting or base design, but it's better than just saying, well, this person created this character right. in April of 2006 and it's been at level 14 that whole time. Right. That's not a good indicator. So yeah. this makes more sense to, to me. It's not perfect. And he states that it's not, but, mm-hmm. you know, at least it explains it. And then continuing on the discussion with Positron Q&A on the XP smoothing, Gadget Don states that I wish he'd answered the concerns some of us have about the impact on prestige earning with people reaching the influence penalty earlier, mm-hmm. meaning they've got, you know, hastened up leveling and how they're not going to earn as much prestige. So uh, Positron replies, in issue 12, no release date yet, sorry, we are going to have you never dropping below 50% influence earn rate when in SG mode. Uh-huh. So they will look at the impact of that change and base future alterations on that, mm-hmm. which is something that I've seen several people asking for in the forums that they want to be able to earn influence because that's you, there's badges to be earned that way. They still want to contribute to their SG, but they don't want it to be a one or the other thing. Right. They right. want to kind of, you know, feed both. And so this will give them the option. You can either play out of SG mode, get all your influence, or play in SG mode, and half goes to influence, half goes to prestige. I think that's that's a pretty good balance, I think. Mm -hmm. And then other than the patch itself, which is, of course, old news because it's already happened, we have the Jubilee event announcement. Uh It kicks off tomorrow, Thursday, February 14th. Valentine's Day? (gasps) Valentine's Day. Wow. It kicks off at 8.59 a.m., Pacific time and 11.59 a.m. Eastern time. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I would guess there's going to be a lot of people logging in. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow night's going to probably be kind of hectic. I have a feeling a lot of dates are going to get broken so that people can log in and do some new stuff. The event will finish up on Thursday, February 28th at 8.59 p.m. Pacific time and 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. So, two weeks and 12 hours. All right. 
Also on the training room slash test server, there will be a special live wedding ceremony between Manicor and Sister Psyche on Valentine's Day at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, We'll repeat for the next three hours. There's a limited space of 100 participants for each presentation of the ceremony, and gaining access will basically just be random luck. Mm -hmm. If you happen to kind of log in at the right time, you'll be able to get there. There's no, like, preference or anything like that given. You just have to be able to log in. There only is going to be a total of, I guess, 300 people that will be able to watch it because it's three times – it starts at three, repeating for the next three hours. So does that mean it's going to happen four times? It's late, folks. I can't do this complicated math. <laughs> but so from, three or four times. So is it? So I mean, are the real life people getting married? Or it's it's just- it sure it sure. Well, it's the heroes will be controlled in real life by Sean Dornanfish, the man behind Manicore Persona, and his wife. Jennifer Dornenfish uh-huh. and Matt Positron Miller will be on hand to officiate the ceremony <laughs> along with many other signature characters oh, wow. from COH Universe. So that'll be kind of cool, very romantic. So, wow, interesting. I didn't know that they were married already. <laughs> I'm not surprised that I don't know that. <laughs> and to go along with that, there is a new City of Heroes wedding pack available for purchase. Ooh. For nine ninety nine at the Play NC store, mm-hmm. and the pack includes two new formal wedding costumes. <laughs> you should see the picture, and four celebratory character emotes, offering heroes and villains the tools to celebrate in style. Hmm. Uh, there's a problem right now with the wedding veil; it's not displaying correctly, but it'll be correct. It'll be um, corrected in an upcoming update. Um, for those that purchase the wedding pack. The list of costume items include tuxedo, two tuxedo jackets with tails for male, female, and huge, (laughs) uh, two sleeve options for the tuxedo jacket. There's a wedding dress for female models. I think it's cute that they specify that it's for female models. I think that's kind of sad. Tuxedos for both. I know. It would have been cute to have some trannies running around. Um, There are two chest options for the wedding dress, one glove, two boot options, bridal skirts, and a hairstyle with a bridal veil, Uh, extra female costume items, XS Plus for chest and hips, Hearts Plus for chest and hips, Angelic Plus for chest and hips. And then, of course, there's a whole discussion going on. And there's pictures on the website. So, yeah, the chicks get lots of stuff. And you get some clothes and some emotes. Yes. I'm surprised they're not throwing in a power. Well... Hold on there. there. There was actually some discussion about that, and I'll get to that in a minute. So Valentine's Day kicks off the year's annual Spring Fling event, including DJ Zero's Pocket D Jubilee. So all you have to do is head over to Pocket D, and DJ Zero will be playing host again. Ganymede, emissary of the god Eros, will be back, hoping to harness the primordial force of love, mm. allowing hero and villains alike to lay down arms and join together to complete a host of missions. Mm-hmm. Outside of Pocket D and in conjunction with the live wedding event, players will find new hero and villain contacts in Atlas Park and Mercy Island. Cello Vermont, wedding coordinator of Manicor and Sister Psyche, <laughs> sends heroes on a special wedding gift reconnaissance mission. Ah. While Zev Scalamore, under direction of Arachnos, enlists villains to do his dirty work. And again, that starts um, tomorrow, Valentine's Day, at 8.59 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 11.59 Eastern Standard Time. 
So that's the details on the event. There was one comment that I found interesting where someone after that was made known, the purchase pack, someone said, badge, 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 come on guys, join in. And someone, you know, replied, no thanks. There's already one can of worms being open with charging us for costumes and emotes. If they threw in a badge with it, it would open up a whole new can of worms with accusations of trying to extort money from badge hunters. Um, Mm -hmm. In my humble opinion, given that they're going to charge for something, this is exactly the right way to have done it. Maybe throw in some kind of prestige power, but certainly not a badge. I don't like the RMT for the VIP badges, and I wouldn't like it if they did it again. As for the event itself, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there. And that's posted from a player. And then Positron replies to that comment saying, this is exactly why I didn't put a badge in this pack. So at least they're they're respectful enough of their players mm-hmm. and the badge hounds to say, you know, if we put a badge in here, then you'd feel like you had to do it, and right. it's not right because we're already, you know... They've been so big with the information that we're not going to charge you for expansions for the next year. Mm-hmm. So giving people the option to buy this, I think, is good. Yeah. And the emotes look cute. It's like throw rice, throw confetti, throw flower <laughs> petals or something like that. So they sound like, you know, cute emotes, but it's not going to be game-breaking if you don't get them. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it for the news. Cool. So that's actually a pretty decent amount of news for a non-news week. <laughs> Sorry. You don't have to be sorry. It's great. Yeah. There's still so much going on in the game. I know. know, So much development happening. Yeah. Keep it exciting. (laughs) I was hoping to take, you know, we were talking about how, oh, we're just not even going to touch the game until, you know, after the weekend. Yeah. There's all this new stuff again. And so I was right back in. (laughs) It's like, thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks for letting me get my money's worth. (laughs) I haven't logged in. Yeah, I know. You've been working Although, crazy yeah, hours. I haven't actually been on my computer No. <laughs> so we're going to play a promo real quick. Cool. And then jump into our main topic. Very cool. BRB. Hi-ho! It's your favorite amphibious reporter with a helpful internet tip. Listening to the Geek Acres podcast can make you a well-rounded, hip, and fascinating individual. Go now to geekacres.lipson.com. That's geekacres.lipson.com. Your friends will be green with envy. We're back. And actually, I'm going to mix things up. Mix things up a little. Mix no. Master Chooch. Mix it up. You know, normally we would do the main topic and then we would go into voicemail feedback, that sort of thing. Right. But some of the feedback actually fed into the main topic this week. Right. And uh, specifically, we got an email from Nail Bunny. Hey, Nail Bunny. One of our most frequent comment posters. Which we love. Yes, very much. And... Uh, let's see. He writes, I'm still in my COHCOV infancy and have used the info you have in your podcast to sort out the things that make this MO different than others. I'm the kind of person that tries not to do too much research so the game I'm playing stays fresh longer. I haven't looked into task forces at all and was wondering when they come into play and if my level 20 minion master COV side can participate in them. 
Um, and it's a really quick answer that there are task forces that actually start at level 10 hero on side. the hero side. Right. And I believe it's level 15 villain side. Yeah. 15 or 20. I'm pretty sure it's 15. Yeah. So, um, so really at much lower levels, you can definitely participate in task forces and and a lot of them are really great XP. Yeah. And a lot of them are really great fun. There's some, Oh yeah. They're all fun. There's some, well, no, (laughs) the bad news is that the very first task force (sighs) that you get exposed to hero side, hero side is positrons. Yeah. And it's the, it's in our opinion and we're not alone in this. Yes. It's the worst. And apparently what I have read previously mm-hmm. was that it was intended to be two task forces, right. but they put them together for some reason. I yeah, don't remember now. It into one really long one. And it is it's a grind. rough. It, is, it takes hours and hours and hours, which I agree with what's, what I've read other people say, that it's really not the best way to introduce people to task forces. I think it probably turns a lot of people off yeah. and they probably never yeah. do them again. It kind of like... I think that the hollows can really turn a lot of players off uh-huh. because you're level five. Yeah. You get into this zone and your first mission is all the way across a gorge with these big giant rock monster things that smash and kill you. Yeah. And it's just really bad planning. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad planning. I think um, I think the first couple missions are like defeat 10 outcasts. And oh, if right. You're solo, right around the entrance. Yeah. If you're the ones you get from Wincon, mm-hmm. if you're soloing to take out... 10 trolls or 10 alk. It's hard to do at that level, especially if you're solo, which is one of the reasons that, you know, we traditionally take our healers through there. Right. Healers through there. And just, you know, heal people that are running around. Our high-level heroes. We just kind of patrol and help people out. Yeah, if we've got time waiting for teams or whatever, we fly around and just heal people that are Mm -hmm. really working their butts off trying to get those missions accomplished. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think it is a turnoff for a lot of people. But the travel, to me, was just... Horrible. The, yeah, first few door missions you get are just way across the map, and that's really dangerous. But anyways, I digress. So, that's yeah. what we do. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> and the Raptor Pack has actually made that easier. That's true. But you Very can, true. I think, in my opinion, you can burn that sucker right apart. Yeah. You can burn right through it in hollows, <laughs> getting from missions. <laughs> and, um, and for those that don't know, a task force is really, it's a series of missions that go into a big story arc right. that you do in one one piece and when you start it your team is dedicated to it right. if somebody drops out uh, if somebody quits it they can't join back and right. you can't add other people into right. it exactly and you can't take other missions while you're on it so it's you know it's you have to really dedicate to it yeah so it's a pretty unique way to play and uh, most of them are a lot of fun yeah. all of them give you rewards at the end mm-hmm. a lot of them have badges some of them are required to get accolades right so um so yeah, jump in and and do some. You can, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's level 15 villain side. Um, so your level 20 can totally jump in and and experience it. Uh, the next piece of the email is actually what we're taking as the main topic. Cool. Um, I also have no idea how to slot my powers. Mm-hmm. I have completely been relying on builds, and it's kind of bugging me that I haven't quite got the basic concept of what powers I invest the most slots into, and so forth. How do you guys decide how to slot powers? I know these are noob concerns, but if you (laughs) at least have some reliable resources, I'd really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, I'm curious what server you guys play, and if there's an official COH podcast SG. I don't get to play consistently, but it would be great to hang out and blast baddies or knock over some banks with you guys. (laughs) As usual, keep the good work, and have a great day. Sincerely, Nail Bunny. Uh, I believe we've said before on the podcast we play on champion, 
but we don't give our globals or right. our names. Um, you know, since we have kids, we're yeah. kind of privacy conscious about that. And so there is no official COH podcast SG. We've got our own couple SGs that we play in and run. Yeah. But for now, we want to kind of keep things separate. Yeah. But that said, we were thinking it would be cool to do some kind of a meetup. Yeah. On, we'll just pick a random server. Right. And everybody meet there. Yeah. At first, I thought test server, but that's a big pain Mm-mm. in the butt because you got to. People gotta, have trouble transferring characters over sometimes. Yeah. And it's confusing how to configure the client to get on test. That's the whole can of worms we don't want to open. Maybe we'll do an episode dedicated to test server and how to make it work. But anyways, so yeah. um, We'll pick a server. Be listening for that. We'll pick a server. We'll pick a time or a date. And run through together. sewers or something. We can all start with yeah, little. Start with if you don't have any characters on that server, then we'll just you know yeah. pump out some new characters. And, through. So yeah. if anybody has any ideas, throw them in, and we'll figure out yeah. what to do. And that's pretty have much a good the. Old time. That's pretty much the extent of our thought process on it. Was yeah, yeah let's do that. So <laughs> I would absolutely love to get together. Yeah, with that listeners would be great. And play, and I think that'd be a blast. Yeah, because we we spend a lot of time playing, but we're always learning from other people too. Mm-hmm. So it'd be neat to see what we can learn from other people and then totally. share with everybody. Totally. So the main topic is going to be on slotting powers. Cool. And there was actually another comment um, on the website that was specifically about building uh, defenders, building mm-hmm. healers. So we're going to talk about that next time. Yeah, because that is. Um, Viv did a wonderful write-up, and she has a lot of experience Thank with healers you. and healing. So she did a great write-up on um, everything around that topic. In my humble opinion. That can be an episode unto itself. Yeah. So so we'll do the healer slash defender discussion next week if there's no news. Mm-hmm. And if there is news, then we'll do that the next feature cast. Yeah. So in general terms, slotting. Um, oh, real quick. There is a caveat to this entire discussion, yeah. and that is that the real numbers might make all of this advice complete rubbish. <laughs> this is purely personal opinion based on our experience and yeah. playing the game over the last few years. Um, you know, this is how I do it. There's a lot of power gamers that do things very differently. Yeah. And they're very passionate about and it. And very passionate about it. Yeah. And I'm kind of lazy and I've kind of got my own philosophy and things and it's been working for me and I have a lot of fun with it. So this is how I do it. And And keep in mind, we're casual gamers. We're not hardcore number crunchers. You know, we're just having fun and this is what works for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But those real numbers, when we get back, maybe it might show that I'm just totally out of my mind and I'm totally wasting. So it may change some of my builds. I have a feeling it's going to change a lot of builds. Yeah. (laughs) But um, so there's a few building or slotting styles. Um, some people like hybrids that tr- people um, they want their character to be able to do a lot of different things, right? Like blappers, mm-hmm. blaster scrappers. Yeah. Some people are like playing pure roles, and some do kind of pure with a few extras. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been more of a purist. Yeah. When I first started playing Dungeons and Dragons as a kid. There's some people that would do the multi-classes, and it slowed how you leveled because you had to like level one, level the other. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, you were had a lot of utility, but it's that saying, jack of all trades, master of none. Gotcha. I've always been kind of the purest in that regard. Some people get too bored filling only one role with the character, yeah. so 
they want to spec to be able to do those other things. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, that's why you have eight slots, 12 slots if you've got you know, both, sides. both sides. So, yeah. you know, you don't have to play one character all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and some people may want to do that, you know, hybrid because they solo a lot. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot with people that make defenders with blast attacks. But right. You know, heals that benefit them, but not that would heal others because they don't ever play with others. So right. that, you know, kind of makes sense. Yeah. On one of the other episodes, I was talking about the roles on a team. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, people know their roles and you can be really effective working together. And so the really successful teams I've been on have the players that cover all of those roles. There's level caps to how much benefits you get. You know, you, know, there's, you can never get more than 100% boost to any power to no matter how you slot it because of enhancement diversification. So people see it as a waste to dedicate slots since they may be getting capped. Right. And I'm kind of lazy, so (laughs) I kind of ignore that some, and I'm wasting a slot here or there, but I'm still getting the maximum then. That makes you comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do everything I can that makes sure I'm maximizing my role on the team. Right. And that's where it comes into my purist, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether I'm wasting slots or not. So certain archetypes are best suited to each role. So I kind of figure why try to make a different archetype fit that role. Right. And so roughly the roles that each archetype fill, the tanker, you know, their job is to take damage to get aggro. Mm-hmm. And they should not care about doing damage. Yeah. That gets very frustrating. That does. It's hard to solo a tanker. <laughs> yes. And so a lot of people will slot their tanker to do maximum damage output. Mm-hmm. And inherently, they can take a lot of damage, and that's fine for a lot of people. Yeah. But for the purist in me, I always, you know, I slot them so they absorb their damage sponge, mm-hmm. and they piss everything off around them. Mm-hmm. And I don't do a lot of attacks. Yeah. Uh, Blaster is pure DPS, mm-hmm. damage per second. They can do some crowd control. But, you know, they're a blaster. Yeah. uh, Same with the scrapper. Their main thing is damage control. Um, Also as the off tank, so that they're going to uh, peel baddies off the healers, but the primary is still damage. Right. Uh, Controller, obviously, is crowd control. They can do some builds, can do some healing and buffing or debuffing, which is good as a backup heal. Right. But your primary is controller, so that's how I slot. Defenders... They heal they buff. primarily, mm-hmm. and they buff and debuff the baddies. Keldians are a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. <laughs> By their nature, they're multi-class because they have the different forms. Right. And because of limited slots, people usually pick just one role and spec to that. Mm-hmm. The thing with the Keldian is so you can get the the Nova form that flies, mm-hmm. and you can get the dwarf. The squid. Right, the squid <laughs> or the worm. <laughs> And the dwarf form, mm-hmm. which is the crab, which is their tanker form. Right. And each of those forms, when you pick it, you get a whole new, like, four-plus power. So in the normal power pool where everybody else would be picking one power, right? you're picking one that actually gives you four new attacks. That have to be slotted. And then for, like, the Peacebringer, you're getting attacks plus heals plus all. And, but you still get the same number of slots everybody else gets. Exactly. And I think that's so unfair. So it's very difficult to spec them out. So right. that's why a lot of people will pick. So... Warshades are primarily blasters. They're tankers when they're in dwarf form, and they've got some controller kind of powers. 
some kind of controlling, kind of debuffing powers. The Peacebringer is Blaster and Nova form. They're pretty much a scrapper um, in their human form. There's a lot of utility and some healing, but they're primarily scrapper-ish. And uh, and then tanker when they're in their, their crab or their mm-hmm. dwarf form. And they're very powerful archetypes. They're just mm-hmm. difficult to slot and yeah. somewhat difficult to play. So a lot of people will spec their warshades to just be blasters. Right. And they so they focus everything and they ignore that the dwarf, the dwarf form, form. Mm-hmm. for tanking. So I'm not really going to cover those two very much because they are, there's so many interesting things about the Keldians. Yeah. They're definitely a whole show all to themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> The, the different powers, the power pools and different types, are they're really subjective. You know, all of them have some good points. All of them have some bad points, depending mm-hmm. on your personal play style. Right. There's some pools that most people seem to dislike, I've found. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some that people mostly really do like, based yeah. on each archetype. Mm-hmm. And some are fun from a role-playing perspective, but they tend not to be that great, at least... They're so frustrating leveling up that people don't ever see them all the way through. Or maybe they suffer through things and they just kind of get worse. So (laughs) a couple highlights or kind of uh, wall of fame, wall of shame. (laughs) For tankers, likes, most people universally agree stone armor tankers. You still hear so much about that. Yeah. As far as absorbing damage. Right. Because they get the different types of armors to take all of the different types of damage mm-hmm. once they get the uh granite granite you're just a monster you I mean, are you just can take so much punishment <laughs> when you got your granite armor on your tanker you were like okay <laughs> i'm just gonna jump into this group stay back don't try to heal me i want to see what happens and yeah. we were going holy cow look at the damage <laughs> you were taking it was so cool yeah it it reduces the amount of your damage output <laughs> yeah and you move really slow right. but Snail um, space, you which- just absorb that's damage. why stones like to be teamed up with um, kinetics. Yes. Because yep. they get the speed boost. Totally. So that's the only real like I put in this column. That's the real kind of standout star. Dislikes, a stone melee. I don't see too many of them, and I built one. Actually, my first character was yeah. a stone stone. <laughs> and I didn't care for the stone melee because tankers are melee they have to be up close to hit anything right or to you know aggro things and keep their attention and the big thing about stone melee is knockback effects right so yeah that's yeah. very like frustrating too. knocking everything away yeah. from yourself and we um, haven't spent a lot of time with willpower so we can't really true and the dual blades and all that it seems to be um seems to be very pop- pretty cool pure, yeah very popular still you mm-hmm. know of course when it first came out everybody's building them but a lot of people are sticking with it, and it seems to be a pretty powerful set. Yeah, Blasters, I didn't really have any likes. All of the blaster offensive powers are pretty good. The secondaries are pretty good. But, so I don't know that any of them stand out as the best. Mm-hmm. You know, Fire's got some really good points. Ice is pretty awesome. Yeah, I just love. <laughs> but for dislikes, Assault Rifle, Trick Arrow, both, I don't really see people taking them too far. We've got a friend that's been doing his archery. His archery. And he and just loves it. He, he plays it, it really, really well. well. He plays well with it. But when you are out in, you know, doing high level groups and peregrine or whatever, I never see assault rifle or arrow blasters. 
Really? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's people not, don't stick with them. It, it's not a, a flavor of the month for sure in any of the months that we've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's why I was so. I mean, we had another friend who built mm-hmm. an archery, and almost. I mean, I don't know that he even made it to level fifteen or twenty before yeah. he kind of re re put it into the grinder and rebuilt yeah. it. So you're right; it's a very rare build to play. But I'm so I'm, I'm sure impressed exactly with what we're seeing. Why, but. It doesn't seem to be very popular. Right. People seem to get frustrated with it. Um, energy tends to upset groups. Yeah, it can be fun to play and everything, but it has a lot of knockback. Everything yeah. about it is knockback, and that just pisses <laughs> tanks off, pisses scrappers off, pisses all melee people off. Still love it with the dip and dots attack. It looks cool. <laughs> I love the attacks; they're so cool. But the knockback, yeah. But you tend to not see too many people doing it because I think they have a hard time finding groups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Sonic. Which is just purely for this audio effects. <laughs> I think they've toned that down. They've toned it down, and they've improved the 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 graphics, the visual mm-hmm. for it. Right. I now love. I think it's called dispersion. Yeah, which those, looks those the huge sonic controllers. Yeah, I just love that bubble. It's so pretty. <laughs> With uh, scrappers uh, for likes, the dual wielding is going strong. Um, it's a very very strong offensive. And having the uh, the combos where you have attacks that rely on previous attacks and you the get bonuses when you get the chain through, yeah. it adds a whole level of fun to the game of, you know, more interactivity. Yeah. And, uh, and it does... You have to pay more attention. You're not yeah. just punching buttons. And it does excellent damage. The bonuses are really good. So so dual wielding has really been, been holding on and uh, is a lot of fun to play. On the secondary powers, uh, regen and super reflexes are the two primaries that anybody really builds. Yeah, there's a lot of debate which one's better. Yeah, you know, super reflexes is like, well, you, you know, don't get I don't get hits, and then, then regen's like, well, I don't care if I get hit because I'm going to regen. So right. I think in the end, it's I'm I'm sure somebody's crunched the numbers and has the ultimate answer. Right, in but their to opinion. me, they seem to be more or less a wash. Yeah, <laughs> and again, the willpower. We don't know how that really washes. Yeah. We haven't. We've been focused so hard on our current characters. Yeah. We have not played other than um, on test server. We have really not played that much time with the new builds. Yeah, I've done a well. Yeah, on test, I had done the auto level to thirty five, thirty six, yeah, <laughs> or thirty six scrapper uh, mm-hmm. willpower. And that was, and it was a lot of fun. And the willpower in that limited testing was really, really uh, um, strong. Strong, yeah. I liked it. So, well, you know, as far as the power, the the offensive for the scrappers, I still like um, martial arts. I think it's one of the prettiest. You know, I don't do weapons. Mm -hmm. So the martial arts one to me is really um, elegant. I'm going to say it. I put it it in the dislike column. Well, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just based on I don't see many people at higher levels doing it. Yeah. Everybody is generally claws or spikes mm-hmm. or spines or katana. Yeah, and that's fine. I just like I said, you know, I come at it from a different direction than mm-hmm. a lot of people. A lot of people are happy to get their weapons and right. and their huge swords and color coordinated with their costumes and <laughs> I don't I weapons just kind of give me right. Ugh, it turns me off. So the 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 elegance of the and of course you know doing frostfire missions you're sliding <laughs> when you're doing the kicks and you're sliding on the ice looks like you're ice skating. <laughs> so I I'm guess I'm going girly girl on it, but it's okay that we don't agree. Oh yeah, and um, broadsword is pretty much universally hated. 
decent damage. Mm -hmm. You've got some attacks that actually uh, give you bonuses to defense, which is good. The the real problem with it is the animation times are really slow. When they've been adjusting. Yeah, and I haven't gone back on mine. I've got a 22, I think, broadsword. Yeah, I think that's about right. And... um, and it was just frustrating yeah. going between attacks because you'd have to wait for that animation. And in reality, that's kind of the drag with martial arts, too. Yeah. And the controller camp mm-hmm. uh, likes illusion. Oh, that's fun. Gravity. Yeah. I, I like. I do like gravity. It's very popular. Yeah. Kinetics. Mm, fun. Which are a stone tanker's best friend. Yes. <laughs> Not just a stone tanker. Yeah. Many well, people yeah. love a kinetic. True. On the uh, dislikes... I have mind control. Yeah. Which I played. I've mentioned it before. Yeah. <laughs> I played a mind control up to 36. 36. Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem with it, two big problems. One is most of the holds are very fragile. Mm-hmm. So they're sleeps. And if they take any kind of damage at all, boom, they wake up. Right. And it's just the fact is when you're on large teams, your holds always get broken. Right. Um, people, you know, auto target and accidentally hit it, an AOE effect hits it. Yeah. And really that when you get to the higher levels, you don't really pull that much anymore. Yeah. Um, you generally have a you know, if you have a good tank with you, they're charging in. So yeah. you don't have time. As crowd control, you're gonna sleep the stuff that's in the back, but right. eh. so your holds get blown a lot. So um that's one big negative. The other negative is the mind control controller is the only controller that doesn't get a pet. Right. An argument can be made, well, everything's your pet because you can get mass confusion and right. <laughs> you can turn a whole group to be on your side. But, you know. I still remember that day you realized yeah. that you had picked the only <laughs> build that didn't have it. And you were like, oh, man. Yeah. So those are the two things that I see wrong with it. Um I still have fun playing them. I respect them, so I got rid of those fragile holds, yeah. and I concentrated everything onto the stun holds. Yeah. That still, they don't hold them for as long, but it cannot be broken. And then the fear effects. Yeah. Um, so it's still fun, but, I'm you know, it's not as popular. don't see that many of them. Uh, Sonic, because of the audio. Um, the, the buffs that you get from Sonic, though, are really good. Mm-hmm. So I I built one. I want to play it, but I know how you feel about it. So yeah. I'm going to find somebody else to play that one with. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like you said, there's been some changes. So maybe. I think that I they've downplayed the really, annoyance factor of that. Maybe personally. I just haven't really teamed with anybody anymore. And a uh, a quick honorable mention in the dislike column on kinetic ceiling. Mm-hmm. Kinetic ceiling is very powerful yes it's one of the strongest heals but mm-hmm. it has to be <laughs> it, it really does the biggest problem with it, with it is the way it works mm-hmm. the transfusion heal you have to target a bad guy and you're actually pulling the health out of him to heal you know people that are near him and there's a chance you're going to miss right so you have to have a lot of accuracy mm-hmm. so that you don't miss right so that's you know strike one right <laughs> you could miss strike two is whoever needs to get healed needs to be bad ne- next to the bad guy. Right. It takes so, a lot of skill, and it's very exciting to play. And so many times they are there, and then by the time you hit it, they've zoomed off somewhere else. Right. So that's the only dislike, is that 
it's very tricky. Yeah. It's very tricky. It's not a totally reliable heel. Right. But when it does hit. It's really powerful. It turns the tide. Really. Truly. And you had stumbled on one uh, build where you could hold the bad guys in place. Mm -hmm. Stone. Right. Ice could do it, too. It just freezes them in place, and it works great. Mm Mm-hmm. As long as you can keep the people who need to get healed near and them. And that's the, see, it's just so much, it's <laughs> it's a really fun change because empathy is very reliable. Mm-hmm. And you know it's going to hit. There's no accuracy check. Right. And that's all something that we talk about yeah. in the healer discussion. But yeah. it is, it's a very exciting build to play. Mm-hmm. On the Defenders, uh, which is the last archetype I'm going to discuss, on the Likes, I add empathy. I mean... Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, dark miasma and radiation. Mm-hmm. Those are the three that you really see the most of and seem to be the most popular. And kinetics. Builds. Yeah. For pool powers, primarily talking about travel powers, uh, which is pretty broad. Right. <laughs> so I'll kind of go through here real quick. Um, fly, I think, is probably the preferred primary travel power. For most people, that's what you see people people doing, especially since wings came out. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. They look cool with the wings, but it's probably the most versatile. Right. Um, Mostly because the hover gives you a defense boost. Right. Um, In more than one way. Right. Because you... When you go up against, say, at the lower level Circle of Thorns, and you've got the, um, what is it, the Agony Mage that does mm-hmm. the lava, and it, right. where you spend your whole time on your butt while you hit Hover and you rise up a little bit and mm-hmm. you're out of range of that. Right. And you get that with a lot of different foes. So you get yeah. that on top of the, the benefit of the defense that's built into Hover. Right. Kind of like the defense that's built into Combat Jumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really good for Blasters, Controllers, Defenders, mm-hmm. um, for... Like you said, quicksand, caltrips exactly. to keep you over it. Um, second popular – oh, and the other thing is um, the air superiority is very popular for PvP. Oh, it's really so good. So a lot of people say if you're doing PvP, you pretty much you have to fly. Yeah. Well, I think if you're a tanker, you, you air superiority really helped a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second most popular travel power seems to be super speed. Um, you get hasten, which is mm-hmm. helpful for everybody. Really important. But just the raw speed, it's one of the fastest travel powers. Yeah. Now it can I get, can't control it. It's Yeah, it's so fast a lot of people have a problem controlling it, and you get stuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking uh, of. Yeah, the trench. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the trenches in Terra Volta. We had a friend that got stuck right. there. <laughs> um, for the other pools, the util- more utility pools... Pretty much every character can benefit from health and endurance regen in the fitness pool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of archetypes that really need that that regen, the the endurance regen. But pretty much everybody, I think, just about every character I make now, I I take those into the build somewhere. Similarly, must like I said, most can uh, benefit from the haste and, and super speed. And we've discussed, in our opinion, recall friend is mandatory for a healer, right? <laughs> Um, it's useful to get somebody out of a dangerous situation, mm-hmm. or if you have a team wipe or uh, somebody falls during combat, you can TP them out of the danger zone and res them. And fortunately, the other part of it is that if you are a defender, you are expected to be the team taxi bot. That's just, mm-hmm. you know, that it's 
dinks on ice where people are just like, <laughs> TP, please. And it's like, well, how do you know I have it? You know, right. oh, I'm a defender, so I have to. I mean, I happen to, but could you say, you know, with a little more kindness, maybe? Uh, yeah. Dislike side, uh, the only travel power I know that is pretty universally hated is teleport. Yeah. Some people like it. Some people master it and love Oof. it. It's technically the fastest travel it's power so in the game. It's hard to, yeah. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. Um, a difficulty that comes with it. Yeah. The range is really limited. Even yeah. after slotting it, you mm-hmm. still you don't go very far for each teleport you do. It's difficult to master the targeting. Mm-hmm. You have to hit the power, and then you got to target where you're going to teleport to. And it's you know you want to go on a straight. I had one character where teleport was their primer. I wanted to you know do at least one character that did each of them. Right. And lived with it for a while and mm-hmm. really get to know them. And so I got in the habit of the first thing I would do is teleport myself straight up. Right a couple clicks and then start going in whatever direction I needed to go in. Because if you don't get the click right, or if you run out of endurance, you're going to fall. Mm-hmm. So you got to be high enough. So when you fall, you can recover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. And, uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And there's actually a couple macros that can help you with that. But anyways, and the other thing is that, that it sucks all your endurance. So yeah. by the time you get to where you need to go, you don't have any endurance. Right. So it's it's a pretty frustrating travel power. Um, TP foe is very situational, mm-hmm. and it has a chance to miss, which can backfire on you yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so most people just take the recall friend and right. leave it with there and pick another pool for their travel power. I think is really the most useful for when you've got what we call a meat pinata, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is oh, where true. when you get somebody stuck in a, when you have a foe stuck in a ceiling and you mm-hmm. can't get it down and everybody yells meat pinata and everybody mm-hmm. starts trying to find that sweet spot where you can take them down. Right. Um, that or someone, you know, a troll stuck in a wall and hollers mm-hmm. or something. To me, that's really the only useful situation for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Another travel power sneaker seems to be group fly. Yeah. I've only really done it. I, I haven't ever taken it, but I've been near somebody who had it. And if they turned it on, if even if you had a good fly on your own and mm-hmm. you get close enough, it overwrites right. yours and you're yeah. stuck with their slower yeah. fly. You have to stay really close to them or you fall. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to get it and play with it. And one well, the other things, by the time you get it, since it's at the end of the pool, by that level, everybody else already has a travel power. Or the Raptor pack. So, eh, I put it in the dislike pile because mm. nobody, nobody hardly ever seems to take it. Yeah. <laughs> so, with all of that in mind, <laughs> that yeah. was a lot to that keep in mind. That was a lot, yeah. Um, what... My philosophy is I slot each power to best fill the role I want to pursue. So if the role you want to pursue is a multi-class, you know, a blapper, then you're going to want to slot to try to fill that role the best you can. Um, You'll take blasts and melee mm -hmm. and slot them. You're going to kind of split it up. The COH planner, I'll put a link on, is really great for that. Mm -hmm. It lets you, you know, do your complete build out. Um, with the web interface, 
to see what the benefits are going to be and mm-hmm. when you're going to get what where. And it actually has a panel that shows you the percentages and, and that kind of thing. Which, like you said before, will be interesting to compare to real numbers and see how accurate those yeah, are. Yeah, very true. There's another one that I wanted to check out and maybe link to it also that people talk about, which is MIDS Planner, M-I-D, hmm. apostrophe S Planner. So well, I want to check that out too. Yeah, I haven't been there. So when uh, when it's getting close to slotting time, I will generally focus on one or two powers and just pay really close attention to their effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of you know, depending on the power, what kind of accuracy, damage, heal, buff, debuff, range, speed, or endurance strain it's getting. Um, and then when it comes time to slot, then I know where to put it. Right. Uh, so some generalities, basically. Most of the advice I see in the forums is don't worry about slotting until at least level 12. Yeah, I um, agree with that. You just level so fast that and and the percentages are so low that yeah. it's really not worth it. It's like 5 or 6%, and yeah. that's money that you could be saving for more effective mm-hmm. ones later. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I just kind of slot the enhancements as they drop. If there's something I can use, I'll slot it. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them I'll sell. Yeah. And I'll... I don't worry about replacing them with bigger ones that drop right. and even flip flopping. So if I had slotted a couple accuracy and like a you know a decent damage one drops, then I'll replace one of the accuracies with the damage, and because you know it doesn't make that big of a difference. But um, when you hit twelve, then you can slot the fifteens, and those mm-hmm. you kind of stick with them a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know. The devs have backed that up, saying thirteen to twenty is a slow is a slow leveling range. So right. So I sell as many drops as possible. Like I said, I slot them if I feel like it, and save up the money so that you can get the IOs and the DOs, Nessos later on. Whatever your preference. Another generality: no power needs to have more than three of the same enhancement. Mm-hmm. The percentages are far too low. The exception is when you're slotting sets. Right. Um, if there's some overlap or something that um, set you know, bonuses, you're going to get the set bonus anyways. And this is uh, from the ED, the enhancement diversification. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, <laughs> you could slot six damage and be doing you know three hundred percent. And now because of the diversification, that doesn't work. Three is pretty much all you ever want to do. You can slot four and still get a benefit, but it drops so much. Some people say never slot more than two because that, the, that one. third one cuts in half you know what it's normally would be doing right and then that fourth one really cuts you know yeah, it's then like it's nothing. back down to like five percent or yeah so there's pretty much no reason to ever do more than three another generality i listed is accuracy versus damage mm, big two debate. schools of thought right big debate <laughs> some people focus on the damage first and so you know they say when i hit you know i want to be able to have the biggest bang for the buck right and my philosophy the one my school of thought is that it's okay to do 75% more damage, but when you miss, you're doing 0% damage. Exactly. <laughs> so I always slot accuracy first. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'm not going to hit as hard, but I'm going to hit more often. And I think that, you know, those smaller hits more often are going to cumulatively do more over time. Right. And I that's been our experience. Uh, for, uh, for the DPS classes or the controller powers i generally slot three accuracies um you know everything with the controller well, the controller suck a lot of endurance too but i'll talk about that in a second <laughs> but 
you know, it's it's all accuracy driven in my opinion. So I slot you know three accuracy on each of those powers. Mm-hmm. An exception is uh, Devices Blaster. Devices Blaster gets their targeting drone. Oh, that's right. You can slot three to hit Hansies. Mm-hmm. Thing is that when that targeting drone's going and you have those three to hits, it buffs all of your attacks. Right. So you get a lot of bang for it. Mm-hmm. So, but even though I'm slotting three to hit buffs or to hit enhancements, I would still do at least one accuracy on each, each of the individual power. powers. Right. Um, this is actually true for Keldians too. Well, I said I was going to talk about Keldians, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So they, they can have a benefit in your Nova. You can slot a plus hit right? or you know, plus accuracy. Right. And so the, the best tool to really uh, weigh this out is hero stats. Yeah. I find. Yeah. Um, so you run hero stats, and then after each gaming session, you can look at the accuracy percentages of all of your different attacks mm-hmm. and see where they're at, and then um, slot to get the numbers with wherever you're happy. Right. The way that I slot my blaster mm-hmm. with triple slots of accuracy on all of the attacks, and then depending on what it is, you know, whether a hold is best served there, if it's ice blizzard and I want it to recharge faster, I'll slot it with that. But I'm happiest when I hit hero stats and I see that I'm over 90%. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that gives me a warm fuzzy. Yeah. I may not be taking them out in two hits, but I know that I'm going to land my hits. And, right. and that's what I go for. There's no, nothing more frustrating to me. And I hear this a lot. You know, hit me with fort so I can have better accuracy. Mm-hmm. I'm not hitting anything. That right. seems to be the biggest source of frustration for people with DPS yeah. play- characters. Yeah. They want to hit. They want to land that hit. They don't want to keep seeing that miss, right. having to wait for that animation before they can hit another attack. Yeah. And I'm, I'm generally happy with, with anything over 90% yeah. as well. With endurance, some people sacrifice slotting endurance for doing more damage and being more accurate. And here again is, is my philosophy on it. If you never get through a whole fight, then your overall DPS is dropping significantly. Mm-hmm. If you're running out of endurance in the middle of a fight, right. now all of a sudden, okay, who cares how accurate or how yeah. much damage you, you were going to do because you can't attack. Right. Um, and so what, you know, my little thing is it's a marathon. It's not a dash. Right. As long as you're moving at a decent rate and you're not dying, then it's okay if it takes a few extra swings to take down a mob. If you're always needing blues, running out of endurance during each fight, then you need to find out what's dragging you down. Right. So I'll take some time, fire off each power one at a time and Mm -hmm. see how much of an endurance hit it takes. Yeah. Um, If any of them are taking more than like... 20%, 20%, they're probably going to need some slots. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can only get a, you know so many attacks out. Now, from a glance, real numbers will help with that. Absolutely, yeah. True. From my, yeah. My, my cursory glance at that. Yeah, I bet. Um, also, you need to test your toggles. Mm-hmm. Toggles generally, most toggles don't suck your endurance dry, but they stop you from regening because right. they're taking just enough that your regen ticks can't overcome it. Right. Unless you have multiple toggles. So for scrappers and tankers, um, and I guess some controllers, you can have, you know, three, four, five toggles on. And they will drain you My slowly. Defender, yeah. But more important than the drain is that you never regen. Right. So if you if you notice that you're never regening any endurance um, you expend while your toggles are on, then you're probably going to need some endurance reductions. And that's where city, COH Planner can really help. Yeah, because it shows you those numbers. If you if you go through all of the tabs, it shows you 
what your expenditure is and where it's coming from. So it'll show what your base regeneration rate is. Mm -hmm. And then it'll show when the toggles are on, how low that rate's getting. Mm -hmm. And then if you put in the slots in the web interface, then you'll see that rate will come up. Right. And with with real numbers, the attribute window, you see how much you have and you're Mm. seeing the fluctuation while your toggles are on and it's telling you what you're using it. But it doesn't project, well, if I put this enhancement right. here, what's it going to do? You've already paid for the right. enhancements. Right? right. So you've got the information that you have. Yeah. You don't find out what happens if you slot an endurance modification, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, an endurance reduction until you slot that endurance right. reduction. Right. So the planners yeah. are really helpful in yeah. assuming that the numbers are accurate, mm-hmm. which we'll be seeing yeah. soon. Then the... Um, the last kind of general one that, that seems to be really important is the, the recharge rate, mm-hmm. which is how fast your attacks uh, cycle right. before you can use them again. Um, I tend to use recharges mostly for uh, healer, controller, buffer, debuffer. Um, now and then on the DPS, mm-hmm. but mostly, you know, for particularly for like healing mm-hmm. and controlling, you, um, you need at a moment's notice to be able to hit yeah. something. You either need to hold that mob that's coming at everybody, yeah. or you need to heal somebody. So for me, when I have one of those classes, one of those powers, they automatically get three recharges. The heals and or, the buffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not but not like, you know, clear mind or... Well, no, no, because um, that recharges super fast. Because like those are buffs. Recovery or recovery aura, regen right. aura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for other archetypes or powers, I just get the feel during the play whether I'm standing around with nothing to do. Right, because you're <laughs> while, waiting. Yeah, waiting for it to recharge. So as a blaster or a scrapper, as long as I can always hit any attack at any moment's notice, right? I'm happy. As long as I'm always being active, yeah, always dishing out damage, then I'm happy. And one of the best ways that you can save, like, instead of putting a recharge on each and every one of your powers, get hasten, triple slot it with recharge. Right. And then everything's faster. Of mm-hmm. course, going back to your previous, you know, subject mm-hmm. um, of endurance, you're recharging faster, so you're going to attack faster, right. so your endurance is going to burn down faster. Right. So you definitely, in my opinion, if you've got hasten, you really need stamina in the fitness pool. True. To, yeah. feed, to kind of balance that. Mm-hmm. So an exception for me is um, snipes or secondary slash utility powers. There's no real reason that they need to come back very fast. Um, so I, you know, I never, never slot those. Oh, and I add a note: powers like hasten, <laughs> res, the RAs, high damage AOEs like Blizzard or Nova. Ice match. I, I have triple slot. Generally, too. give three. Yeah, three recharge slots. As quickly as I can. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing I want to talk about is travel powers. The primary travel powers always get three slots, whatever they are. Of the speed. If it's fly, it gets three flies. If it's super speed, they get three running speeds. Um, secondary travel powers are different. So hover for the flight pool, combat jumping for super jump. They're more utility or, you know, they, they give you defense. Mm-hmm. So I don't give them any speed increases at all. Or height increases, mm-hmm. so uh, I don't see any reason to slot, you know, jump into into combat jumping, but I will slot in defense if it's um, either the damage resistance or right or defense. I'm I'm the same way with hover. I definitely slot defense, and then I just make sure I've got the the fitness pool speed. 
Mm-hmm. There's one, I think it's called speed, and the other one's called hurdle. I always slot oh, right. the speed with at least one run speed and at least one flight speed. Mm-hmm. So I'm maxed out. Yeah. So on my so if, uh, if I have a flyer, I'll, the fly will get three flight speeds automatically, but hover will get um, you know a couple defenses and maybe an endurance reduction mm-hmm. since it's a toggle. Yeah. Depending on how it's spec'd out. And the level, because if you've got somebody running with recovery aura, you don't worry as much about endurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's my rundown of those are the the big areas that I pay attention to when I'm slotting mm-hmm. and why I do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> as far as the this conversation is for the defender with the healing role, healers as I call them, mm-hmm. um, I tend to, for the heals themselves... Depending on what's going on, if I'm at a lower level, then I'll I'll always triple slot heal. My usual rule is triple slot heal, triple slot recharges. Mm-hmm. If I'm finding that I'm having trouble, if we have a are running in a group that tends to spread out, I may drop an endurance reduction and slot a range. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm and there's I can't remember if all of them allow range, but there was one that I was slotting with range because it was frequently a problem. Another is sometimes before recovery aura and sometimes with recovery aura, I would be bottoming bottoming out on um, endurance. So I mm. would pull a recharge and slot it with um, endurance. And that was always a struggle for me. Well, do I want to recharge faster? Do I want to have fatter heels? So right. I always went for the fatter heels because I figure if I'm having to hit that button, it's probably because it's needed. <laughs> and um, slotting teleport. If, you, if you're in that role where you're... Your, the team taxi bot you want to slot your recall friend with range mm-hmm. the small the lower levels it's not that big of a deal the maps are pretty small but when you get to a, a zone like independence port where it's like a million yeah. miles from one end to the other it, that range really comes into play because we actually would run in zones where i could not teleport because they were too far mm-hmm. so standard rule that i don't put anything else it's just the slot that it comes with gets a range clear mind i think i typically do with a recharge because it's fast but not super fast um, grant invisibility i typically do an endurance reduction because it tends to if i have to stealth an entire team then my endurance is down to like half and we have to wait for it to recharge before we can do anything So, I mean, things like that, you just get through experience. That's pretty much the way I usually run my healers, full utility. I mean, when I pick an empathy, it's because I intend that I'm either told or I'm figuring it out that that's going to be pretty much what I do. Uh Other than the ice ice controller with the empathy secondary, I'm trying to do crowd control also. So, you know, it makes it tough if you're trying to do dual roles. Yeah. To slot it so that either is effective, let alone both of them are effective. So, yeah, my empathy rad mm-hmm. defender. Um, you know, everything is slotted so he is the most effective healer he can mm-hmm. possibly be. Yeah, and then I've got some levels where I didn't have any of the healing things that I needed to slot or I was able to slot. Mm-hmm. So, as the rad, uh, most of it's debuffing. So it's you know removing defense off of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So I started slotting, you know, to make those debuffs stronger. Yeah. Yep. That's the thing to do. And on some big groups, all he can do is heal. That's just, you know, you're turning around like crazy, flinging heals left and right (laughs) to keep everybody alive. But um, when it's usually on our smaller, like, four-person groups, Mm -hmm. he spends a lot of time 
blasting, (laughs) debuffing everything. Right. But I don't worry about damage because that's not his job. Yeah. Same with mine. And it offends. There's a lot of debate about what defenders' empathies and all that should be doing. But in my opinion, I pick that role because that's what I intend to be doing. Like with our one friend that we used to run with for a while, Ed. <laughs> had a defender. I know who you're talking about. You had an said it empathy yet. defender. An empathy defender who insisted he's a blaster. Mm-hmm. He was specking as a blaster. Yeah, and most I of the just time don't get wouldn't it. remember to heal. <laughs> he would be so distracted with the battle that he would forget to heal, and we'd have a right. team wipe, and he wouldn't understand what happened. So we end up having to bring another empathy just to back up. Yes, yeah. you can't rely on that. Yeah, but. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> I think that it, I think that that person soloed a lot. I think yeah. that the first the reason yeah. that the person soloed a lot is because people didn't like to team with him, but that may not <laughs> have been his perspective. Because <laughs> you know when you when you have that build, people expect things from you, right? Whether you want to meet that need or not, there's an expectation. Just like yep. if you're a kinetic, when I play my kinetic defender, oh, there is nothing more obnoxious. Well, there's one thing that's more obnoxious. There's nothing more obnoxious than saying SB, SB, SB. Right. You know, people are constantly saying, you know, hit me with speed boost. Well, I'm doing it as fast as I can, but I've got other things that I have to get done for the team. I also have to do increased density. I'm also hitting transfusion to keep your sorry butt alive. Mm-hmm. And occasionally I'm having to throw down a control or something. Now, the thing that's more irritating to me is heal. Yeah. <laughs> remember? <laughs> oh, remember yeah. that double XP weekend a couple a couple times ago? Yeah. We were teamed with some new person that we'd never teamed with, and he was a blast to team with. He was so fun. <laughs> and so we're going through, and we had it was the end of the weekend, and we were just trying to get through some more XP before it went away. If I remember correctly, it was the yeah. last night. And so we got some, you know, pup or pickup player as i call him we got a little pup on our team and we were going through and you could tell he was young because of the way he talked yeah but he would say heal and he was a blaster right he would say heal <laughs> and just all the time heal heal and so we heal. felt sorry i was on my kinetics and the the guy that we met that was so cool was yeah. on his healer right and through us playing mm-hmm. healers we know how yeah, how obnoxious that is. Because that's what you're doing. You're watching the other than our other friend. Right. You're watching the health bars the whole time. So you know <laughs> that the healer is working their butt off trying to heal you. So this this little pup would say, heal. And so finally, <laughs> Chooch goes, because he was a blaster, <laughs> Chooch says, blast. <laughs> <laughs> we were coming up on a mob. <laughs> He deserved that, though, because it's yeah. like, if you're going to tell somebody else how to do their job, be ready right. to hear how you do it. Fast, fast. <laughs> and that healer was so tickled. He, oh, was, he was sending just... private tells. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because, yeah, I've done a lot of a lot of pugs, pickup groups, and that is the most irritating thing. Mm-hmm. And it just almost, if I had it in me to be ugly... I would hesitate my heal every time they said heal just to train them, but uh-huh. I can't help it. I got to heal. If that yeah. bell, if that bar is going, you know, south, I got to heal it. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, it's like I should just let him wipe, and then he'll learn, and maybe he'll say please, and he'll stop saying heal. It'll backfire. Oh, always. Then he'll say he. Well, I just need to say it sooner. Yeah, really. I need to say it more often. <laughs> she didn't hear me, so <laughs> just say it clearly. Constantly. Let me set a bind. Heal, 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 heal. Kick. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fun of defenders. Keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, this has gone extra long. Yeah. And, um, Sorry, kittens. So that we do have more feedback, but we're going to hold it till next time. Yeah. I wanted to, to read that one since it was, you know, the reason we right. did pick this topic this week. So um, if if you would like to hear a topic. Because obviously we pay attention to that. We do. off of two emails, we came up with two topics that we put <laughs> everything else to the side to do. Yeah. Um, you can give us a call at 206-338-2911. Or you can send an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave a comment at the website, cohpodcast.com. Not oxfoot.com. No. <laughs> and so, yeah, if, if there's a certain topic or if you want clarification on something, if I slurred too much and talked too fast. Because it's late, folks. <laughs> then, uh, you know, happy to uh, to take that. And, and if you have a different opinion, if you're on the side of damage, 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 not right. accuracy. Tell me why. Yeah, we'd love to hear it and we'd love to Convince share that me, with people. Make me change my builds. And even if not, then at least mm-hmm. we're getting another opinion out there, yeah. which is always good. Absolutely. Even if it's wrong. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to go to bed. Me too. I'm tired. No, you're going to edit this show and post it. Oh, that's right. You're not going to bed until the show is posted. (laughs) Because the Jubilee launches tomorrow, and I want this in everybody's ear holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I believe we're we're shooting to do the next episode very soon. Yeah, this weekend. Because we've kind of been behind schedule for a while now. I blame Double XP Weekend. And uh, yeah, so we're going to get a get something out real quick yeah. for you. So it'll either be news or a healer discussion. We'll yeah. see. So I won't even say talk to you next week. I'll say talk to you next time. Next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Good hunting heroes. podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes. <laughs>